Greetings and welcome to In Tune with VHBC, a podcast about music and worship at Vestavia Hills Baptist Church. I'm Marty Watts, Minister of Music at VHBC. Today's episode includes a conversation with Pam Coffey and an exploration of the spiritual I Want Jesus to Walk with Me. If you haven't already done so, be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you won't miss any future episodes. Now let's get in tune. Throughout Hebrew and Christian scripture, the idea of walking with God is an analogy for closeness or intimacy with God. And the African-American spiritual, I want Jesus to walk with me, is a perfect example of the extension of that analogy into song. This spiritual is a plea for Jesus to be with us through our trials. We often associate this spiritual with the Lenten journey, the season of reflection and preparation before the celebration of Easter. If you're listening to this episode on its release day, the season of Lent began yesterday with Ash Wednesday. The tune for this spiritual in our hymnal is called Sojourner and is named after Sojourner Truth, a freed slave, who spoke out for equality and justice for all. It is certainly an oversimplification, but we often think of tunes in a major key as being happy, and tunes in a minor key as being sad. This tune is in a minor key, which definitely reflects the lament of the text. In our Celebrating Grace hymnal, our own Milburn Price provides the harmonization for the tune of the spiritual. Reflecting on this spiritual, African-American author Gwendolyn Warren says, African-American Christians found great comfort and encouragement in believing that this life was only a journey, a passing through to a better place. As they passed through the bitter trials of this earth, their desire was that they not walk alone, but that Jesus walk with them, knowing that Jesus, who had already passed through the fiery trials and come out triumphant on the other side, was walking beside them, gave them courage to go on. Today's episode concludes with the singing of I Want Jesus to Walk With Me by the congregation of Vestavia Hills Baptist Church with Dr. Beth McGinnis at the organ. If you have a hymn to suggest for a future episode of the podcast, feel free to contact me at marty at vhbc.com. I am grateful each week for folks uh, who are willing to come on the podcast and have a conversation with me and then uh, to be able to share that conversation with all the folks listening. And so uh, I am uh, really glad today to welcome Pam Coffey. Thank you for being with me today. You're welcome. Um, first of all, tell us a little bit about um, your your music background. And um, I know you sing in the choir here at church. Uh, but tell us a little bit about your background in music uh, growing up and then, um, um, you know, studying college and then um, maybe some community music groups Certainly. that you're involved with. Certainly. Uh, I guess I've been involved with music 
all of my life in one way or another, because one of my very earliest memories is of falling asleep to music. I had this little record player. Um, some people on the in the listening audience aren't old enough to remember those, but <laughs> I had one and someone would put on music and I would fall asleep to it. And I still remember doing that. And sometimes they'd wake me up to it. Um, but <laughs> I, I guess I came into the world singing or at least trying to. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I got old enough to be in children's choirs and keep in mind, graded children's choirs were just beginning to come into being when I was a kid. Mm. So I was probably six or seven when the children's choir um, started at actually at second Ponce de Leon, which is near and dear to your heart. It in Atlanta. And we had a, a wonderful choir director, minister of music back then, just like we've had, uh, had them here. And so I started singing in the children's choirs and proceeded through those and youth choir. And then when I went off to college, I sang in the college choral group. Even though it was a women's college, we actually called it Glee Club. Mm. Go figure. <laughs> and I sang in that. And then after college, I came here, joined my family who had already moved here. And we were all members of Vestavia Hills. And I joined the choir here. And the rest, as you might say, is history. <laughs> now, in addition to that, I also have sung for, well, I guess it was seven years with Over the Mountain Festival Chorus, which mm -hmm. of course did not happen this year. Mm -hmm. But I have sung in that, and that's a lot of fun um, also. And on top of all of that, I studied violin from fourth grade on through high school, played in a number of instrumental ensembles, everything from a, a little chamber orchestra that actually began at Second Ponce de Leon and mm -hmm. then a little string ensemble that was in the high school that I attended, played in that. And then I was in the what was what still is called Atlanta Youth Symphony, which now is extremely good. Yeah. Back in the day I was in it, it was just starting. And let's just say we were not very good yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did, I did not know you had a, a background in the violin as well. Um, I did. I did. I, I never was super good at it, but I enjoyed it. And 
manage to play well enough to at least be in an orchestra. Yes. Uh, I did not tend to do solos. That's just not my way of doing things. Well, you mentioned doing solo when I I would do a solo when I had to, but that was about it. (laughs) Well, you mentioned going to an all women's college. I, I know that, uh, that was Agnes Scott in Atlanta. Yes. Uh, what did you study there? I was a psychology major, believe it or not. Oh, okay. Uh, but that's a long story as to how that happened. Because I guess really my heart was always music. But, you know, people said, you got to make a living. You better go into something that you can get a job well. We won't even go into all of what happened after that. But uh, I was a psychology major. I loved college life. Um, Living in a dorm, living on campus, it was just, it was a wonderful experience. Mm -hmm. That's great. Well, and you you also mentioned um, your uh, involvement at Second Ponce de Leon Baptist Church in Atlanta. Um, some folks uh, who are listening to the podcast may not know that that is the church that I grew up in, in Atlanta. And uh, in fact, my uh, mother uh, attended there as well. And I believe you and she are about the same age. We, we are, we, or maybe I should say were, and I Uh was so sorry to hear that she had passed away. Thank you. Uh, She and I knew each other. We were in youth choir together. Uh, We would go on tours. We, we would all cut up sometimes. (laughs) Oh, I can't imagine that. Oh, yes. (laughs) Oh, it was it was loads of fun. But I I have fond memories of your mom. And I met your dad, not personally, but over the phone um, as this was probably eight or nine months ago. He was still I guess you would call him the webmaster at Second Ponce de Leon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was trying to um, access a service. I was just curious as to what their services were like now. And I was trying to help a friend do the same thing. And there was something I couldn't get to work. Long story behind that. But it resulted in a conversation over the phone with your dad. And I did not realize, I didn't make the connection that <laughs> he, he was your dad. <laughs> That's, funny. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, yeah. Yes, he's he's still very involved at Second Pond. So, uh, oh, yes. Yeah, very much, very much involved. Um, well, I, I believe that I have heard that you uh, have perfect pitch. Is that correct? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I've never liked that term. I wish okay. someone would come up with a better one, but I'm not smart enough to think of a come up with a, <laughs> a better term. What uh, what is for somebody who um, doesn't experience that? Uh, what how would you describe that? Well, I first of all, I can't imagine what it would be like not to experience that. Right. Right. Uh, what it, what it actually means, because there's really nothing about pitch that is perfect and nothing about pitch that is absolute. Mm. But it, <laughs> it means that if 
someone strikes a note and says, what note is that? I can tell them what note that is. Mm-hmm. And kind of an interesting sidelight to that is I have this kind of a weird tendency, or at least I think of it as kind of weird. I tend to associate certain keys in music, tonalities in music, whatever, with certain moods, maybe Mm -hmm. a certain time of the day. And it's been interesting because as we are sometimes doing hymns in different keys, Mm -hmm. that makes it kind of interesting because um, (laughs) perhaps, well, one really good example is when morning gilds the skies. Mm -hmm. And for years, I always sang that hymn in the key of C. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't associate C major with morning at all. Never, never really have. But now, lately, we've been doing it in B flat. And for mm-hmm. whatever reason, I associate B flat with early in the morning. <laughs> so that's been kind of interesting. I, that, um, is, that is very interesting. I, I've talked with other people who um, associate uh, um, pitches with color. Uh, yeah. shades of color, but the, the idea of moves or times of day being related to specific keys or uh, tonalities is very interesting. Uh, right. And uh, I will let you in on a little secret as well as all the listeners, but during these months when we've had um, most folks worshiping at home, Beth and I have decided yes. to uh, lower um, all of our congregational hymns by, um, by a half step. Uh, or a step to uh, to help folks at home, since you don't have the the, the group, uh, the congregation gotcha. singing with you. Um, gotcha. That's that's how we ended up changing the key. But that's so interesting that that feels more like morning to you now than it does. In yes, the other it key. does. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, and and you know, um, I guess the only reason I don't associate it with color is that. Well, for one of a better way to say it, I guess I'm color challenged. Right. <laughs> uh, and for those who don't know me, uh, especially newer members of the congregation, and they haven't, we haven't actually met physically, it's because I'm totally sightless. Right. Um, and so I don't see color, never have. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's, it, the associations go with other things like, Oh, I don't know. Time of the day, uh, just sort of the mood I'm in. Mm-hmm. Now, with your, um, I, for lack of a better term, perfect pitch. Uh, when the choir, if we were to ever go flat, which I know rarely happens, but uh, does, <laughs> does that uh, does that make your brain itch just a little bit? Yes, it does. It it <laughs> makes it it makes it very hard because you're thinking, okay. Do you do you try to hold what where you're supposed to be and hope everyone else comes back to it? Or do you try to 
go veer off whichever, whether it's going flat or whether it's going sharp. And when it's the latter, it always takes me a few seconds to adjust to that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really weird. It's, it's, it, it's, it can be frustrating. Well, and I guess I should apologize for the times that I uh, intentionally change the key of something for one reason or another when we're singing. Well, it just uh, takes me. A, it just takes requires a little bit of adjustment, but right, right. <laughs> you know, so far I've survived all of it. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, that that is just so fascinating. Uh, all of that. Yeah. Thank you for sharing about that. Yeah. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about what else you're involved with at the church? Yes. Well, I have been in the Mustard Seed Sunday School class for almost 40 years, mm, same wow. class. And the, the interesting thing about that class is no one in the class wants to age out of it. So <laughs> a lot of us have been in the class for 30 and 40 years, mm. and we've added some new people over the years. And sadly, we've lost several over the years to death or they moved away or any such thing as that. But that class has been together forever and Mm -hmm. it's basically the same makeup. Yeah. And in addition to that, I did Baptist women when we had a very active Baptist women group, Mm -hmm. I was in round table, which is the book review group. Oh yeah. And that was still going on right up until the pandemic hit. And since most of the people in that group are older, we just never did go to zoom. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, as far as, you know, outside activities well, I'm the contact person for the Sunday school class. If someone goes in the hospital, I'm the one that contacts everyone about that. And I was the contact person in Roundtable and was one of the contact people in Baptist Women. Mm. Uh, over the years, I've also done other volunteer work with such groups as Mental Health Association. Mm-hmm. And that's always a lot of fun, or was. I had to give that up a number of years ago for mm-hmm. a lot of reasons. And I'm an only child, so I have no siblings. I'm still not married. Um, chances are slim now at, this a- at my current age. And so no kids not even a fur baby now. Oh. I I used to have a fur baby. I had a dog and he had no clue he was a dog. So he was <laughs> definitely my baby. Uh, but that's as far as family members go. Mm-hmm. I have cousins, but both of my parents are gone. So yes, yes. Uh, but like everyone else, I will be very glad when the pandemic is over and we can actually get back to sitting next to each other and yes and, <laughs> and singing, singing together yes. and singing together absolutely um 
I ask everyone at the end of these podcast conversations uh, the same question. And so, Pam, I'm curious um, what you'll what you'll share. Uh, but the question is, what is bringing you life in um, the second half of John 10, 10, Jesus says, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. So uh, how, how do you respond to that question? Interestingly, the, uh, this whole technology thing, uh, because if it weren't for having a phone, having a computer, of course, I would not be on Zoom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would miss out on our rehearsals and all the other Zoom activities that I'm involved with. And in addition to that, as a spinoff of some of my Zoom activities, I'm helping several people learn how to use their iPhones. Mm. And I never would have thought that I'd be doing that because I don't consider myself an expert in anything, (laughs) especially technology. Uh, So that's been very interesting. I I imagine so. And, um, you know, even even pre-COVID, we yes. obviously increasingly become uh, dependent upon technology, and uh, the pandemic has has no doubt accelerated that. And uh, you know, to be able to um, to assist people with that in an age when we're so reliant upon it, I think is a wonderful thing to be to be able to do. And it has greatly increased my musical perspective because being able to access internet radio and Apple music, which is, if, if anyone doesn't know, it's a spinoff of iTunes and you subscribe and it's wonderful and you can gain exposure to music that you otherwise might not be familiar with Mm -hmm. or you broaden your your knowledge and your exposure to those areas of music that you have always known right oh that's interesting yeah i um uh, other folks have talked about discovering new music through technology youtube or as you say apple music or whatever and um that that's an interesting way i Technology makes it accessible, but also um, makes finding new things easier too. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's that's wonderful, and I'm I'm uh, grateful for technology that has allowing us to have this conversation today. Absolutely. And then, and then to be able to share it uh, with with folks um, straight to their ears. <laughs> Got you. And I have ever since this podcast series began I have thoroughly enjoyed it getting getting to know things about even longtime friends that I didn't know mm-hmm. some little tidbit that I didn't know yes well I'm I am so glad to hear you say that I've heard that from other folks and you know for me I've I've been at Vestavia Hills now a little over two and a half years but that's compared to folks who've been here much longer that's obviously a relatively short 
amount of time. So it's been great for me to get to know things about people, but then uh, to hear from people like you who have known, known these guests a long time to, to hear new things about them, to learn, learn little tidbits is great. And at some point, you and Karen need to do an episode uh, and tell should. about your your <laughs> lives and 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 then and get Beth on board on one as well because yes. some of the newer people haven't had a chance to really get to know Beth or you and Karen and Duncan and the fur baby. Yes. <laughs> That both, yes, very good ideas. I um, will definitely have to do that. Well, Pam, this has been a delightful conversation and, and fascinating to talk with you. Thank you so much for um, doing this with me today. You're welcome. Take care. You too. Stay safe. Finding new episodes of this podcast is easy if you subscribe. Today's episode concludes with the singing of I Want Jesus to Walk With Me. 